Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Hey. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, guys. Uh, we are at War Memorial Stadium uh, for a special event tonight honoring the legacy of John Richardson, who was the first black football player at the University of Arkansas in the early 70s, and uh, it's a crab and shrimp boil, and so we're having fun talking about John, and somehow we've got on the talk also about uh, all of our credit ratings, and uh, I am I am the worst mark of all of them. Roger Roger is stellar at eight hundred and uh, I think what was it, Roger? Eight twenty six. My wife's listening right now. My credit score is <laughs> no. in the tank. No, uh, eight twenty six. So so Mark, what is? Are you willing to share your credit score, or if not, would you consider it stellar, uh, average, or below average? Uh, probably above average. I don't use that many credit cards or anything like that. I try to pay everything off. I, I learned at an early age it's better to own something than have somebody own you. Boom. Yeah, well, very nice. Yeah, that's very nice. Okay. You know, I think, well, Roger, make note of that. Just write that down. Yeah, write, write that down. Yeah, but, but my, I'm, I'm not ashamed. It is what it is, Mark. I, listen, I've, I've been trying to struggle out of a hole since I was 22. Let me tell you something. 22. You're George Bailey. You're the richest man in town. You've got people that will come to your aid because you've helped everybody and their brothers well. since day one. So just let it be said. I'll be the first to collect the money for you. Until I get declined on a loan. Well, Mark, uh, Arkansas goes out and takes care of business against BYU. I think we all predicted that but it certainly was nice to see the Razorback offense come back to life with K.J. Yeah, K.J. had a huge game. The five touchdown passes and that one uh, Houdiniak he did out of the backfield to complete that pass. But, you know, BYU was a pretty good opponent. It was one of those games. I didn't think it would be that big of a blowout. I thought it would be a lot closer, but they took care of business. For some reason, Sam gets this team ready to play against non-conference opponents. He's got to keep that up. They're still undefeated against non-conference that's right. He's he's eight and zero. Uh, now you got a, a bye week, and uh, you get some bodies that can be uh, healed up a little bit. Obviously, still problems in the back half of the Razorback uh, defense uh, has been that way all year. You look at the numbers, Mark. I know you're a numbers guy, man. I tell you, there are only 131 teams in the in the country that are playing. We're ranked 120th or higher in total defense, scoring defense, passing defense. Just uh, really have struggled in that area of the game. The thing is, the beginning of the season, the defense played well. We were kind of impressed with the effort that the defense gave, and they just got too many guys injured. And when, when that happens, you just don't have enough quality depth. And it's tough to get quality depth, particularly now in this new era with the transfer portal, because you're trying to get as many bodies as you can to start. But then as soon as you get away from those guys, the depth just isn't there, and you've got to really get those young guys ready to play. But the bottom line is you're a winning football team, and that's the key. You look at those numbers at the end of the season, it doesn't matter what those numbers are just as long as you have a winning record. Uh, I want to throw out uh, one other game before we talk about games this week. Did you guys see that the uh, that Alabama is in, is not in the top five uh, for the, in the rankings for the first time in forty consecutive polls? Wow. Forty polls in a row wow. they have been in the top five, uh, but they <laughs> they fire him. Joe says uh, they go down to Tennessee. That sort of shakes things up. They're still in the hunt, but uh, talk about that game if you could. What a game. That was one of those games you couldn't put the remote down. You couldn't change channels. You had to just sit there and watch it because it was back and forth. And you, you saw Alabama come back and battle back. And I thought that, uh, you know, they, they played a great game offensively. But there's just something about we talked about before the game. If you get a mobile quarterback that can throw the football, that puts a lot of pressure on the Nick Saban defense. And Hennon Hooker did a terrific job spreading the ball around and getting it to his receivers. And watching that game, it was one of those games that was just you knew something crazy was going to happen at the end. And then that last kick for the field goal at the end was just a wobbling ball. It was like you saw it go up, and it was like that's not even going to make it. And all of a sudden it goes through the uprights, and people just went crazy. But 
what a great game for the Tennessee fans and the Tennessee program. I'll tell you what, Josh Heifel's done a terrific job with that program in a short period of time. He's got the right players and the right pieces that he needs, and they're playing well on both sides of the ball. Well, you got the monster matchup this week. You only got three undefeated teams left in the SEC. You got uh, Tennessee, you got Georgia, and in the West, you've got Ole Miss. So Ole Miss goes to LSU, and I think, Rods, I think it's almost a, a pick 'em. I think right. or one, it's not the, the spread is not very high either way. But Ole Miss is it at LSU. What do you think happens there? That's going to be a great game to watch. Also, Jaden Daniels, the transfer from Arizona State, having a terrific year. One thing about it is when he transferred out of Arizona State and went to LSU, his mother came out with a statement saying now he can finally get some good co- coaching at the quarterback position. I guess it's worked into Brian Kelly because he's only thrown for one interception this year and 10 touchdown passes and 69% completion rate. So it's very impressive on what he's been able to do in a short period of time at LSU. But on the other side of the ball, you look at Jackson. Jackson, <clears throat> excuse me, I've got something in my throat. Jackson Dart is not having a great year percentage-wise, but he's doing a great job running and throwing the ball for Lane Kiffin and running his offense. One thing about Lane Kiffin, you know, they're always going to be competitive on the offensive side of the ball. You always worry about their defense and special teams, but they're playing well on both sides of the ball. It's got to be one of those games that's probably going to come down the wire. I was really impressed with the way the LSU played against Florida in their last game, but it's going to come down to quarterback play in this game, and I just like what LSU does. One thing about LSU that I watch is they just don't have a lot of great depth on defense either. They get in some predicaments where they play certain teams that they just can't get the job done defensively. So it's got to be an interesting deal, particularly in the third and fourth quarter in the second half of this game. The halftime adjustments are going to be big in this game, and it's going to be either Lane Kiffin or, or Brian Kelly making the better halftime adjustments that's going to win this ballgame. I do want to thank uh, Dugan's Pub and Edwards Food Giant for sponsoring uh, Mark May. Dugan's Pub also. Dugan's Pub Brothers and Sisters, Disney's, uh, South Old Maine. Absolutely, yes. and Dizzy, we appreciate Don uh, Dugan a lot supporting us and Mark. did want to ask, Mark, what do you think about the Tom Brady situation where Tom does not uh, is not with the team on, I guess, Friday, Saturday, goes to Kraft's wedding, comes back, jumps on his offensive line, and they lose the game. What's your, what's your take on that whole situation with Brady and his teammates? It kind of took me off. I don't, I don't care if Tom's been in the league for 50 years. The bottom line is, this is a team sport. You need to play it as a team. And right now, for some reason, they're giving Tom so much leeway with this team. It's almost like he owns part of the team. He can make any decision he wants. He can leave training camp for a week or 10 days, come back and take care of things that he wants to take care of. And all of a sudden, during the season, to miss that Saturday meeting, that meeting's important because basically you're going over the final details on that Saturday meeting before your last walkthrough, before you go ahead and get ready to either jump on the bus if you're playing locally or get on a plane if you're playing on the road. And then to come back and chastise his offensive line publicly like that, that's one of those things where, you know, Tom, you sit there and look at it. If my quarterback did that to me, it's like, hey, dude, you got to show up for the beat. You know, we're doing everything we can. We're on our second and third tackles on right tackle and second and third tackles on left tackle. Back up offensive linemen up front. We're doing the best we can. If you're going to come and jump on us like that publicly, if you're going to do something like that, you do that either in the practice field or in the meetings, but not on the, not on the sidelines where everybody can see it. Uh, Belichick got an invitation to the wedding as well. And he chose not to and go. And he chose not to go yeah. because he's got to coach a football game. <laughs> uh, but Brady can do that, and, and uh, uh, Brady's gone. I mean, he. I mean, he's checked the out. Luster has come off of him a lot, yeah. as much as we thought this he year. Was. He should have stayed. He should have stayed away. It really he, he should have retired. Said, well, you know, what, like Tommy used to say, one call too many. Yeah. So some of the luster has come off of him, and and uh, he's not the golden child. Uh, but you know what? Here's, I don't want to take anything away from him. Still a great human being, by all accounts. <laughs> right. He's having wife problems. Oh, who ain't? <laughs> <laughs> we do have we do have to ask Mark too about. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not either, Joe. Mine's going out of town, and so is yours. <laughs> we got to ask Mark about Dan Snyder. Stories out now that uh, the, obviously Ursay, the owner of the Colts, came out and said that they're. The owners should take a serious look at, uh, at you know kicking him out of the league as an owner. What say you? 
he should have been gone a long time ago. The way that he's run that franchise into the ground and some of the things that he's been accused of doing. When you get Congress, the Congress of the United States looking at your looking at your organization and some of the things you've done, that says a lot. I think a lot of owners of other sports, even in the NFL, have gotten lost their franchises for doing a lot less. And the last thing that uh, Dan Snyder just did this past week that I just read yesterday, they do a 50-50 raffle in a lot of these games where, you know, you put the 50-50 money up, you get half, and the rest goes to the organization or to charity or something like that. Well, the guy that hit it in the Jack, the, uh, their, their game against Jacksonville, which is a home game in Washington, hit the 50-50 raffle. He got the check sent to him. He wants to go cash the check, and the check bounced. So everything's going wrong with this organization. <laughs> That you can't put a finger on it. Nothing is going right. And now that he's supposedly run by his wife, the thing that really got me is when Ron Rivera came out and said, you know, when I made the trade for Carson Wentz, I went out there and I went to Dan Snyder's house and I talked to him and his wife about the trade before he made the trade. Well, that violated the NFL's rules right there because Dan Snyder's not supposed to be involved with any operational part of the organization, period. Whether it be draft picks, whether it be trades, whether it be anything else, his wife's supposed to be running the organization. So when Ron Rivera did that, I'm like, I sat back and I said, Man, he just ran the bus over Dan Snyder and didn't even realize what he said and did. So he's still involved in the organization when he's not supposed to be involved in the organization because he's supposed to be suspended. He got that $10 million fine. He's not even supposed to be in, in the owner's box. So here's here's the guy that should be at the practice field in the owner's box. He's still tinkering with the team. He just does what he wants to do because he thinks he's bulletproof. It's going to catch up to him. I think the NFL is going to get him probably within the next year or so. It's either going to be Congress or the NFL is going to come down hard on this organization and Dan Snyder. All right, last thing before we let you go. So I mentioned we're here at honoring the legacy of, of John Richardson. Uh, one of uh, John's roommates here is Mike Davis. Mike, so I think if I heard you say earlier, you and uh, you said something that makes me think that you and Mark may have something in common. What is that? That you share a common coach. Uh-oh. It would be, didn't you say Don Bro? Jimmy Johnson. Mark, didn't you play under Don Bro? Yeah, I played under Don Bro, played under Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson was our defensive coordinator at Pittsburgh. Don Bro was our running back coach with uh, the Redskins. Yeah. He was with Don for a right. decade, actually, in Washington. He was offensive. Yeah, so that, it, when I get that's there. what I'm saying. So you yeah. also have Jimmy Johnson, also, uh, Mark, was, was, a, was a defensive coach for you guys as well. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? Yeah. Joe Gibbs, I forgot to say. Yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe Gibbs. Was Joe Gibbs on the yeah, scouts? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, Joe Gibbs, yeah. Don Bro, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Richard Williamson. How, cra- how crazy is that, Mark? That these guys—that's why there's a Brawls Award, Mark. Is because yes. Brawls was great about bringing in great assistants yeah. and, and and teaching Jeez. them well. One thing about Don Bro, he turned me on to Boudang. Never heard of it. Never had it. Never <laughs> had it when I got to Washington. It was Boudang. like one of those things. He used to have it set up. I think he had a customer or something. It was in a restaurant business. He used to have it flown up, and we used to eat it after practice. And I was like, man, this is pretty good. <laughs> Small world. I mean, that is Roger. Think about that. The fact totally. that these guys back in the this was the early seventies would be yep. coaching with somebody that ends up coaching Mark. And I forgot about the Jimmy Johnson the Pitt when, yep. when uh, it was, Mark was an All American. Yeah. Well. Raymond Berry. Raymond Berry. Raymond, yeah, so he many was great. The nicest ones. man you'd ever want. To yeah. Uh, Mark, thanks as always, buddy. We appreciate you. Have a great weekend. Yeah, thanks, Mark. All right, guys. Take care. See you, buddy. Right, you too. Uh, class act. Uh,